now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, you're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our weekly show here is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance, the insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspectac. For anyone who's thinking about buying or selling real estate here in Greater Victoria, if you need another opinion from an expert in the areas of insurance, mortgages, or building inspection, contact Denise, Carrie, and Carrie. They are great people to chat with, very approachable, lots of experience. You would love chatting with them. And if you want their contact information, visit the CFAX 1070 website, Look under look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Their contact information is there. Or you can always reach out to me. Feel free to contact me direct. My email address is Tony at primeteam.ca. Primeteam.ca. That's my team. I've been serving people here in Great Victoria since 1991. We've got a team of agents. We are top ranked not only on Vancouver Island, but in Western Canada as well, too. We have helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, anywhere from first-time purchases through investments and uh, all areas here of the capital region. We'd like to help you as well, too, if you need an opinion about real estate. Reach out to me, again, Tony at primeteam.ca, or visit our own personal website, which is primeteam.ca. So one of the questions that comes up often is stigmatized properties. What happens if your property has a spirit have you ever walked into a house and you've kind of had that odd feeling and it doesn't quite feel right? Well, today we're going to be chatting with paranormal investigators from Vancouver. They're going to tell us all about some of their findings, uh, some of the interesting things that they've seen in buildings um, throughout Greater Vancouver and also here uh, on the island as well too. They are Vancouver Supernatural. We're going to have them on the phone in just a moment here. As we're on that topic, we normally have our weekly listener question. And if you do have a question you'd like us to cover, please call our hotline number here is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or you can find me here at the uh, CFAX website as well. Uh, instead of today's question, because we are having this conversation about paranormal activity, I'd like to talk a little bit about stigmatized properties and the real estate rules surrounding them because this comes up and I think it's been a question from a listener here on our show in the past uh, a year or so about how does a stigmatized property affect real estate purchases or something real estate related well I want to read to you right now a report from the real estate council the real estate council is the governing body they are uh, it is the organization that holds the licenses for all of the realtors in British Columbia there is about uh, I think it's about 20,000 licensees now uh, about 14,000 of which are in Greater Vancouver here in Victoria we have just shy of 1400 I think it's 1380 right now uh, and the council is there to protect the consumers so there are rules and regulations that we real estate licensees must follow when dealing with consumers you've probably heard about the fact that there's been some changes in council rules in the recent past they all come as a result of real estate council doing their job 
protecting consumers, trying to avoid conflicts of interest uh, and other matters as well, too. But this is a really important uh, conversation to have here. I know this, by the way, because of the fact that I am one of the instructors. I think uh, listeners who've been listening for a while know that any of the new licensees that come onto Vancouver Island, either through the Victoria Real Estate Board or the Vancouver Island Real Estate Board, which incidentally is Malahat North, the uh, Vancouver Islands Board is located in Nanaimo. Uh, I'm one of the provincial, inst- the BC Real Estate Association instructors that instructs new licensees before they get their license. And one of the areas that we talk about is stigmatized properties. So this is a, uh, a notice from the Real Estate Council. By the way, you can find all this online. None of this is secret. It's all readily available. Um, when selecting a property to buy, most often the physical appearance of a property and location will be obvious. If a buyer has concerns about the less obvious structural and mechanical aspects of a property, they can have a property inspection done. However, consumers may have other areas of concern that would cause them to avoid a property. Certain events may cause a property to be described as a stigmatized property or a psychologically impacted property. These terms are sometimes applied to a property that has had some circumstance occur in or near it, but which does not specifically affect the appearance or function of the property itself. Examples of these in a residential context might include, number one, a sexual offender is reported to live in the neighborhood. Number two, a former resident was suspected of being an organized crime gang member. Number three, a death occurred in the property. Number four, the property was robbed or vandalized. And finally, number five, which we're talking about today, along with number three, the death occurring. Number five is that there are reports that the property is haunted. The significance of these or any other occurrence can can be affected by a person's beliefs, values, and perceptions, ethnic background, religion, gender, age, and other individual concerns. Therefore, to determine with any certainty All the possible occurrences that might cause a property to be considered stigmatized is daunting, if not impossible. Further, in the event of a lawsuit resulting from an undisclosed stigma, the buyer would have to prove what harmful effect the stigma had because these issues are often personal ones that do not affect the appearance, function, or use of the property. These are the usual tests for determining determining a material latent defect. In British Columbia, it's important for consumers to know that sellers and licensees representing sellers are not required by provincial legislation to disclose this type of information about a property unless asked. Okay, listeners, this is a really important point. Again, I'm reading a report from the Real Estate Council here. So again, consumers must know that licensees representing sellers are not required by provincial legislation to disclose this type of information unless asked. Therefore, British Columbia buyers who are concerned about certain types of events in regard to a property are responsible to make inquiries of licensees who represent them and of the property owner. When asked, a buyer's agent must make the appropriate inquiries and sellers and their representatives must respond truthfully. Stigmas are difficult to define. So here's an example. Would it matter to you if a death had occurred in a property you were interested in buying? Some would say yes, absolutely. However, consider the following situations. 
Would you find a death caused by a violent act or suicide unacceptable? Number two, what if the family brought an elderly grandmother home to die in the comfort of her family and familiar surroundings? The next one, what if you learn the owner's pet had recently died in the home? Would you feel differently if the pet, if the death was natural or if poison was suspected? Would you be concerned if a person had been killed by a car on the street in front of the house? And would you be concerned by a death that occurred 50 years ago as you would a recent one? These examples illustrate how difficult it is to clearly, clearly define what a stigmatized property might be. What one person might find unacceptable may be of little or no importance to another. It is impossible to anticipate all areas of sensitivity individuals may have. While the feelings and concerns of individual buyers are understandable, it is also easy to see that sellers might be unfairly hurt by a requirement to disclose such things. For instance, if the law required that all deaths and properties must be disclosed, regardless of how and when they occurred, the act of bringing a grandmother home to die, for instance, may, ca may cause the owners to lose property value. So it's a big conversation here. And uh, again, the reason why I wanted to read this article here from the Read the State Council is just to give you uh, an idea of uh, all sides of this conversation. Um, and again, it's very difficult to prove if a stigmatized property has any economic impact uh, on you if you're thinking about buying the property. Uh, and also, too, as a seller, you know, that's a whole different aspect there as well. And, like, again, the reason why we're bringing this up today is we're talking about paranormal activity. Uh, and it is something that comes up on a regular basis. Now, uh, before we break for um, a commercial here, one of the things that licensees do need to disclose, as always, is what's called a material latent defect. So if the seller is aware that there's a defect in the house that would be difficult to investigate, that would have an economic impact on the house, then yes, it must be disclosed. But again, we're talking about stigmatized properties, very often difficult to prove. Oh, and by the way, there are some people that actually like haunted houses. And we will talk about that after the break. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. There, thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Today, we're talking about paranormal investigations. Is your house haunted? And with us on the line uh, right now is... Uh, Janine from VancouverSupernatural.ca. Janine, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on, Tony. Yeah, tell us about your operation. What is it all about? So we're a group of uh, people who like to spend our time going out and seeking the paranormal. Wow. And in Vancouver, because I know I've been to your website, which again is VancouverSupernatural.ca, uh, on your website, there's lots of examples. Uh, tell the listeners uh, about some of the things that you guys have found. So we've been really very fortunate that a lot of the historical places in Vancouver have led us in to do a little investigation. And uh, sometimes we hear voices from the past. Sometimes we actually, on our SLS cameras, pick up entities from the past that we can't, well, I shouldn't say from the past because I don't know, yes. um, but things that we can't explain. So it's, uh, it's certainly gives us food for thought. Well, and this is the thing, because on your website, you've got videos and you also have sound clips of when you guys have, uh, and you know, I'll be honest with you, last night, I, I always like to research my uh, interviews in advance and it was about midnight last night and I'm like, you know, I think I'll watch those in the morning. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Did you get a little scared? Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it's it's oh, you know, it's not a science, right? And uh, and and you had mentioned this to me um, just before. Uh, it's not necessarily you use the word uh, philosopher, and not investigator, right? That's just me personally, because I don't, uh, I really don't know what I'm catching on audio or what I'm catching on film. Um, it's not exact science, right? History. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Who am I to say it's a ghost? Yeah. I actually like the term entity because, again, I don't know what it is. I just know that something's there that I can't see and I can't hear. Yeah. Well, and on the website here, you've got a pretty sizable team. There's a number of you that go out and uh, and visit properties now. One of the things that listeners should know is you guys are a you're not you're a not for profit organization, so you don't actually charge for this, right? Correct. We do it because we just love to do it. Yes. And I, I'm I'm guessing sometimes you you might not find anything. Sometimes you've probably found some really interesting things, right? Exactly. It's uh, it's not a science, like you say. So uh, we'd love to discover something every place we go, but that's really not the way it works. Sometimes we get lucky, and sometimes there's just nobody or nothing unusual around. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, one of the things on your website is uh, the Stanley Theater, right? The Stanley Theater is very active. They believe themselves that they have three ghosts there, um, former employees. Yeah. And certainly when we went there... Um, there were things banging around. We heard voices. It was a lot of great fun. Okay. <laughs> so, so for instance, and and we know we've heard about this before. You get old buildings or, or places that have history. Um, the staff kind of knows about it, but it's just yeah, whatever. It's just another thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, again, part of my philosophy is that you know, if you were dead or if you were able to go to another dimension or whatever is happening. Where would you like to hang out? And for a lot of people, it's somewhere they already know. We at, uh, be at a theater, in the case of the Stanley, or, you know, maybe where you worked at one time, just somewhere you might feel comfortable. Well, and, and this is the thing, because I think, I think people often get this perception that go show up only at the site where a bad thing happened, like maybe where they were, you know, where they left the world or something like that. But am I hearing this right? That's not necessarily true. It might just be a favorite place they, they, they wanted to come back to. I don't think it is. I think it's it's um, it could just like I say, it could be anywhere that they feel comfortable. And I think they pass in and they pass out. And just because they're there one moment doesn't mean they'll be there the next. Wow, <laughs> it's it, it is so interesting. Um, you know, I had mentioned when I uh, when I started up the show here. Sometimes it's a feeling, and and we get that because in the real estate business, you walk into a house, and sometimes you get this kind of it's it's the chill, right? Yeah, is that sometimes you? You can walk in, and sometimes you walk in, and you just sense that the, the hairs might go up on the on your back, or yeah. you could look around and think you catch something out of the corner of your eye, and maybe you do, maybe you don't. But uh, certainly, certain places seem more active than other places. Wow, how, how does it usually start? Like, what? Um, uh, how do people find you? Like, probably on the website, but um, what's a typical phone call for you guys? Um, they'll give us a shout and say, you know, I think something's going on where I live or where I work. Could you come out and take a look and see if, uh, you know, if, if you pick up anything there as well? Okay. And so that's basically how we get from uh, from our homes to your homes, so to speak. Okay. Well, so I'm guessing most of the time it's a it's a homeowner or, or an occupant who kind of just wants to know for sure, right? Yeah. They think something's going on. They're not sure. Maybe they hear something strange noises, maybe there's something they can't explain. So we'll come out and we'll help to try to figure out what's going on in the house. Now, again, it's not always something that's paranormal. It can just be something that uh, they don't know is going on in their, host, in their home 
Spanish nations do get away with us, and it's not just the homeowners. It's us, too, while we're on investigation. This does happen. That's why we have recorders. Oh, great. Girl. Well, the, and the other thing that you mentioned uh, online is um, that you can prescribe uh, solutions as well, too. Yeah, so I'm not one of those persons that's so blessed. It's really not uh, part of what I do, per se. But we do have some members on the team that um, can clear entities if they feel there's something that go. And uh, we do have access to some shamans that that's needed as well. Interesting, interesting. What, now, what's your background? How, how did you how did you fall into this? I believe that I saw my first ghost when I was about oh, 10 years old when I was staying over at a friend's, and I said, uh, who's that guy in the doorway? And she said, oh, that's my dead uncle. And it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> okay. At 10 <laughs> years old. I know, exactly, right? And uh, you know, I was very fortunate that my parents uh, supported me in this, and they had some do-do-do-do moments in their life as well. So it's just kind of natural for me. So when I started watching those paranormal shows, like, you know, like Ghost Hunters, uh, the other ones that are out the paranormal investigations and things like hey i didn't know people actually did that that would be so cool to be able to do that yeah and of course now technology is different um you know you, you wouldn't want to be taking a tiac around with you you know 20 years ago trying to see if you heard anything yeah. but now we have little digital digital recorders and uh, one of the neatest things that's around the sls camera that is really just um, like an xbox like is if you're playing xbox or like connect or if you're pay, playing e, um, it maps you out and, and with lasers and Figure, and sometimes when we're in a room, there's stick figures that aren't really there. Yeah. Okay. So you, you cut out just for a second, Virginia, but I want to I catch this so our listeners know you're, you're saying that the equipment maps out when, um, when, when you guys bump into something or you see something, right? Sure. So it's just like if you were playing Xbox Connect, a lot of your listeners will be familiar with that. So you can play sports with your Xbox, and what it does is it maps you out with little lasers um, yeah. that pinpoint your joints and things. Well, Sometimes we'll take one of those slightly modified cameras into a room and it'll map me out and there'll be something standing beside me that really isn't there. Okay. <laughs> well, well, recently we had an experience where we actually had two K2 meters going off. I think some of your listeners will be familiar with that device. And I was reading the story at the time and not only did those two K2 meters go off, but someone was behind me with the SLS and they picked up uh, a, a tall figure that was listening to the story I was reading. Wow, wow. Well, um, uh, Janine, thanks for coming on the line. This is so interesting. Um, but you said you guys are coming to Victoria in January or something, right? We are. We are. So uh, we do travel around for, to different locations. I can't wait to get to Victoria because it is really, really active. This is what I hear. Baskin so- Square. Baskin Square, hands down. It is indeed. It is indeed. So for our listeners, it's VancouverSupernatural.ca. Thanks for coming on the line, Janine. We're talking today about paranormal activity. We're going to take a break. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you every week by our show sponsors, Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, Insurance Manager from Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, Billing Inspector with InspectTech. If you need an opinion on the in the areas of uh, home inspection, insurance, and mortgages, give them a call. They're great people to chat with. You can find them on our website, 
uh, which is the cfax1070.com website. Look under shows. There you'll find me, the home, whole home show with Tony Joe, and their contact information is all there. We're having a conversation today about paranormal activity in your home or your place of work. We had on the line just a moment ago Janine with Vancouver Supernatural, and right now we have with us Glenn. Glenn, thanks for coming on the line. No problem at all, Tony. Great. So uh, we were talking about how interesting um, this is. It's not an exact science, obviously. Um, we were talking about the Stanley uh, Theater in Vancouver. Um, what's your background? How, how did you fall into this uh, uh, this realm? I pretty much grew up in it. My mother and my grandmother were both uh, pretty good mediums in England. Uh, I started off when I was about 15 or 15 years old. Uh, my mother used to have what they call channeling sessions every weekend. Channeling sessions. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they used to kind of a seance type thing. Uh, they didn't really care much for it as a child. Yeah. Uh, because, because it was prevalent, it was in my house all the time. Yeah. But I uh, got interested through one of my mother's friends who did investigations. Uh, so I got my first investigation at age 15. Wow. And at age 15, what did you find? Uh, quite a bit. I got pinned to a wall for a couple of minutes uh, at Edinburgh Castle. Wow. And so I never go back out again. Yeah. Oh, so you're talking about, so this is in the UK, is it? Yes. Okay. Um, so you got pinned against the wall for a few minutes, and you swore you'd never go back out again. Yeah, and then within the next couple of days, I was on the phone asking where we were heading up next. Okay, so it's, so, uh, it's, it's, it's been a passion of yours. Um, obviously, you're in Vancouver now. Uh, what are some of the yeah. things you've bumped into in Vancouver? Well, when I first moved to Vancouver, I formed the uh, Canadian Paranormal Society back in 2009. Yeah. After working with Vancouver Paranormal for a few years and uh, took it off from there. Uh, over here, we found quite a bit. Uh, the Riverview Asylum in Coquitlam is quite active. Oh, wow. Uh, also, the uh, Vancouver Police Museum in downtown Vancouver. Uh, w- uh, sorry, which museum? The Vancouver Police Museum. The Police Museum. Yes. Interesting. Okay. So, um, I mean, would you, would it, could it be said then that Vancouver is uh, relatively high uh, in this kind of activity? Uh, yes, judging by its age, uh, it is one of the oldest sports. Uh, New West would be in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it does have a lot of uh, homes dating back from the 1850s, 1860s. Well, and then you're talking about uh, back in the UK. I mean, it's, it's an ancient society there. That's got to have a ton of activity, right? Yeah, my favorite bar. Uh, well, I used to go drinking on the weekends. It was built in 1136. Wow. Okay, so in uh, this bar... It, it, it actually has a doorway going in there that's about five foot six. Yeah. If you think about it, way back in that period of time, uh, people were shorter. Yeah. But, uh, the bar is still there and still running in Salisbury, England. Okay. So when, when and I mentioned this to Janine as well, too, that when, I guess when people work in a, uh, we'll call it haunted, a haunted place, they're just used to it. It's nothing freaky. It's nothing scary. It's just, it's it's part of the charm of the place, I guess, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, what we didn't talk about uh, earlier was uh, residences. So uh, um, you guys, of course, get called in to uh, have a look at uh, personal residences, right? Okay, so now you've, obviously you've, you have dealt with and you've, you've talked with the occupants or the owners of homes. I mean, what is their, what's their state like most of the time? Are they, like, scared or, or just concerned? Uh, absolutely terrified. Terrified. Majority, yeah. 
Yeah. A lot of it uh, for us is dealing with them as kind of a social worker in a way. Uh-huh. It's not It's not just going in and doing our investigation and presenting with evidence at the end of it and saying thank you very much for allowing us to come into your location. Yeah. Um, we still have to deal with that uh, incident after the fact as well. We have to clear the home. We have to talk to the clients. Yeah. Most of it is communication, like communicating with the client uh, generally solves the problem. They may be doing something that's uh, causing uh, that sort of activity. Oh, interesting. So what would be an example? If there's tension in the home, if there's stress, if there's a lot of uh, anger, uh-huh. it, it's just a negative uh, and entity. Interesting. Interesting. So I, actually, I've never heard this before. So it, it, can, it can be brought up brought out sometimes by by the atmosphere in the home correct okay okay uh and we we also a moment ago talked about uh solutions so um uh, what are some of the things people can do to uh, uh and, and i'm guessing not everyone wants to get rid of a ghost as it were i mean i know that there are there are people that actually enjoy that in their home right well it's not just the homes as well in businesses People prefer to have that uh, stigma of saying my location is haunted, yeah. just to attract more of a kind of a different, different crowd. Of course, of course. What, what? Yeah, I've been doing this 35 years, and it, it, it's different for me because I was in it before it became popular for television. Yes, well, and that's I was a... more scared of I was more scared of people coming around with white coats and locking me in the back of a van and taking me off to some institution. Oh, that's a really good point. That's a really good point because uh, there was a point in time where it, it was it was still really out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the scariest thing that you have encountered? I mean, being pinned against the wall in a castle, I think, would probably right up there for most. Um, off the top of your head, what what has really spooked you? Uh, I've been bitten before. I've been scratched. I've been, like, like I said, pinned up against the wall. I've had a door slammed in my face many times. Yeah. Uh, I've had a table thrown at me, a chair thrown at me. I've been pushed down a flight of stairs. It, it's it's a risky <laughs> occupation. And, and bear in mind, you're walking around in the dark for most of the time because people expect us to do that, even though most of our investigations do occur during the day. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was reading on the website here, they're talking about, uh, you guys were talking about uh, um, certain investigations happening between 8 p.m. and 5 in the morning. So, yes. yes. Oh, very, very interesting. It can be a little lengthy and a little boring yep. for the majority of the time. But most of our evidence that we collect is generally after the fact. Yeah. Like if it's a digital device recording, or maybe we caught something on camera that may be of interest to us and the client. Oh, well, Janine was talking about this. So, so technology wise, I, 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 I gather um, that you might not see an apparition, but with the technology that you guys have, sometimes it comes up digitally, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we just, uh, we've been messing around with the SLS camera or structured light source camera for the next last little while, yeah. which basically maps the room with uh, little lasers and uh, checks for matter that we can't see with our eyes, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. So um, is, is, do you find that this is a field that is changing, constantly changing? I mean, you're likely uh, studying and keeping up to date with, uh, with things, or, or is it relatively consistent? It's been consistent for the last little while. I think uh, television uh, brought it more to the forefront uh-huh. with hobbyists who want to just get involved because they've seen a couple of seasons of Ghost Hunters or yeah. Ghost Adventures or whatever, well, and they find it kind of interesting. Well, and, I mean, let's face it, it scares a lot of people. I mean, certain cultures as well, too, do not do well with this whole supernatural thing. 
I, I, you know, you're saying that your first experience was uh, when you were uh, uh, 15. Um, I mean, obviously, this is something that you're comfortable with, right? Yeah. It's, it's something I've been doing most of my life. So it, it doesn't phase me as much as some of the new people we take on board with us. Yeah. Although the, the age range, uh, what we have now with uh, Vancouver Supernatural is generally uh, mid-40s, early 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, Glenn, if people need to find more information uh, on Victor- Vancouver Supernatural, I have already uh, uh, noted the website, which is vancouversupernatural.ca. Any other places people uh, should look up? Just the library. <laughs> Reading in general, like Google it. A lot of people forget the research and the things that we do. Yeah. A lot of the locations are historical, though I spend a lot of time researching the location to find out the truth rather than what's being relayed is basically urban legend. Yes, well, and that's the thing. Urban legend is, uh, is it urban legend or is it the truth, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what you guys are An example of that would be a 108-mile house up in, uh, not 108 mile, which uh, had a claim of uh, a female called Agnes McVie and her husband and son-in-law. Yeah. We were supposed to commit a heinous crime, and they were eventually hanged for the crime, uh, which never really happened. And if you go research it and look into the executions that occurred during that time period, oh. those things were never even mentioned. Okay. Yeah, so doing some research and finding out, is it the truth or urban legend, right? Correct. Yeah, great. Well, thanks for coming on the line, uh, Glenn. I really appreciate it. Uh, wow, so interesting. And again, the website is vancouversupernatural.ca. Thanks, Glenn. Hey, thank you very much, Tony. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking about paranormal activity. We started off the episode today talking about stigmatized properties and what the rules in real estate require licensees to disclose as far as stigmatized properties are concerned. And we're talking about things like deaths in the home uh, or the topic of today, haunted residences right now we have on the line with us from vancouver supernatural paul bush paul thanks for coming on the line not a problem tony i appreciate it it's been an honor to be with you yeah and of course uh, just for our listeners uh, to know we connected because you reached out to me on another property here uh on the island um tell us about your operation so what is vancouver supernatural all about well, we're a group of paranormal investigators that will go out to a wide range of different houses, locations, museums, um, studios, military bases, a little bit of everything. So if you can think about it, we've probably investigated it. So, um, And we will come out to your location, whether it's, uh, again, whether it's a home, whether it's a, a business location. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will listen to you as to, you know, if you think you have some paranormal activity and we'll come on in, do what we do best, let you know whether it is something that we can explain mm-hmm. or maybe something on the other side where we can explain. Yeah. Janine had mentioned something. Sometimes you can, expl- you can explain, for instance, it may not be a paranormal activity, but it could be like a tree branch or something that in windy days is rubbing against the side of your house. Sometimes it's that simple, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of places, we'll talk about residential. If you think about it, um, the most creepiest part of a residence is probably a basement. Yes. Especially in an older home or a heritage home or things like that. Yes. If you go to that basement, there's all sorts of wiring that'll come to wherever your electrical box is. You've got a lot, maybe you have a compressor unit on, on your furnace or something like that. 
if you if you go in there and you're feeling creeped out all the time, or you think that oh somebody's watching me, it could be something simple like the electrical wiring that's going through your house. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's out of code or anything like that, but because that person or that individual or even yourself is a sensitive to that type of electromagnetic field. Uh-huh. So if you walk in an area and you feel creeped out by by that, it's a simple explanation as ah. Oh. You're sensitive to this particular electrical field going across, not to worry about it. Um, it might not be something for you, but for others it is. Okay. Yeah, so you're talking about sensitivity. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you've got, and again, that could be to a wide range of things. It could be, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. It could be um, a certain musty smell or anything that's in the house. Not that it's a bad thing, it's just because we live in, in a, almost a tropical rainforest here. Mm-hmm. Um, it rains all the time. It could be change your furnace filter and, and things are fine. Maybe you're sensitive to that as well. Interesting. But there's sense, it, it's ability to prove or disprove what might be there. And there's a lot of times we can. We can disprove that uh, it's something that we can explain. Yeah. But there is that other 10% that we just can't explain. And, uh, that's when we get into our investigation part of it. Oh yeah, we've had we've been having a great conversation about that. And uh, I had mentioned earlier in the show I was visiting your website, Vancouver um, Supernatural.ca, and you have videos and uh, audio clips of things that are unexplainable. And to our listeners here, if you're curious about this and you are spooked, do not do it. Don't go to the website and listen to these things at uh, two in the morning in the dark. Maybe do it in the daytime, right? Yeah, that's true, or, or with a friend. Or with a friend. Uh, what's your backstory? Like, what, uh, what got you into this? Well, I, I, I grew up in the, in the thriving metropolis of Regina, Saskatchewan. So, okay. Yeah. Um, it was, I always had that creepy basement thing, and whether, you know, it, it grew with me or I think that something was there. But later on in life, after my father had passed, I was with my mother, and sure enough, both of us seen him. And, you know, like if he, my dad was into painting and decorating. So he all, when he painted and decorated, he had the full on painter clothes. He had, you know, um, and that's who we seen. We seen, it wasn't a full figure, but it was something we seen. And it was nothing that mom and I could explain. Mm -hmm. So. But um, you both saw it at the same time. We both seen it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Moved out here around 22 years ago. uh, Met my wife. We started uh, doing some different things. Our group came together from a wide range of different um, ven- uh, places and was able to work together. And I think that something positive became of it. And that's something that when we go out investigation, I think that's part of it. When you, let me give you an example. If you're in a, if you're in a meeting and somebody in that room has had a really bad day, then you can tell that that meeting's going to be long. There's going to be something that's not going to be right about it. It's just the way it is. If you go into that meeting and everybody is upbeat and positive about it, mm-hmm. then it's going to go smoothly. You're going to be out of there quickly. Things will go well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same thing goes when you do an investigation. Yeah. If you're a positive group going into whatever place it is, I think that comes back to you. Interesting. I think if there is paranormal activity there. Then that being... Yeah spirit, ghost, whatever you want to call it, energy comes back to you. Yeah. 
Interesting, interesting. Uh, I was talking with Glenn, who, who uh, who's from the UK, so he's got a background in in a really old society, and he was telling us about getting pinned against the wall in an old castle. Now, um, if you're hanging out at a pub like he uh, uh, did, that's dates back to 1100 uh, um, uh, AD. Uh, we're not that old a society here. I mean, you guys are in Vancouver, we're in Victoria. Uh, it's still a relatively new um, uh, uh, community here, and yet there's still. I mean, I understand that um, that uh, uh, that we rate high here in uh, supernatural uh, um, uh, situations, don't we? Absolutely. One of the things that uh, I mean, we we're booking out to November of next year. Uh, we have approximately sixty some odd investigations to do on Vancouver Island. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, up in the Comox area is, is huge. Um, and it's <laughs> Victoria, for whatever reason, yeah. has a lot of activity as well. Maybe it's something from that came from overseas. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, something that landed there. It could be the Aboriginal land that we're on. Yeah. Uh, that's all deals as positive things. It might not be an old, old society, but what was here before us, definitely comes into the picture. Yeah. You know, we I, I had a local historian uh, on our show uh, sometime ago. We were talking about the fact that it doesn't need to be old, old. Like, when you think about it, if if um, somebody passed away in 1871 and, and all of a sudden st- the apparition started being seen in 1900, you know, it's only a 20-year time differential, right? And how here we are today in, you know, almost 2020, um, we don't need to be seeing ghosts that are 100 years old. We could be seeing ones that were only 10 or 20 years from now, right? For sure. I mean, that, it, it's wherever that spirit wants to be. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we've encountered is going into museums, some new, mm-hmm. some brand-new facilities, but they have historical artifacts in there. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, I tend to believe, is that Spirits tend to attach themselves to something that they remember. It could be a, could be as simple as a cup, could be a, a wagon wheel, could be whatever it is, but yeah. they're part of that. Yeah. And we have found that we, especially some of our equipment, were able to capture different entities around an artifact of age. Yeah. So within a new museum. So that's, it happens as well. I Interesting. Mean, it's it's everywhere. It's all across the map. It could be um, something simple like Christmas lights coming on at certain times of year, and those Christmas lights are not attached to anything, yet they show a, a color that reminds some the person that lives there of a color of a past relative, and that relative might not have passed that long ago. Interesting. I say that because it happens at our own house. Your own house. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because you guys, of course, all have have your own experiences, right? Right. Yeah, interesting. Um, something that uh, listeners or readers of your website will find is the fact that um, you guys don't charge for the service. Absolutely no. Yeah. No so so I don't think that I don't think that's right. If somebody's invite invited you into their residence or into their business yeah. and said, "Hey, I think I've got some paranormal activity or something that's I can't explain." Noises I can't explain, doors are shut, cold spots, whatever that may is. Mm-hmm. We come in there, we bring the equipment, you've allowed us to come in. That's an honor in itself. Uh, we invite, 
whichever place that we're invited to, we invite that person to come along with us. So they get they take some ownership of that investigation. Um, so we don't do that. The other thing we do is we've got, you know, on an annual basis, we do some, uh, especially around Halloween, we do fundraisers oh. for heritage facilities that don't have that ability or don't have a lot of revenue coming in. Um, and so we're able to show our show our what we do, show the equipment we have, take the people on a, maybe a little bit of a ghost hunt, even though it's you know it's it might be in a larger group. Um, whatever fee the the museum charges or historical charges, 100% goes towards that uh, that facility. Wow. So they get a little bit of revenue out of it to help them put a coat of paint on the outside of the building. Yeah, so for you guys, it it truly is a passion. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We love what we do. We are passionate about what we do. We um, respect the places that we come in, into, uh, I th- and I think that's important. If, you were, if we're allowed into a place, leave it the way you found it. You know, if, a chair, if we use the chair to sit down, put that chair back. Um, you know, and, and that's just part of wh- who we are, and I think we've got a really good group of people that, that uh, do that on an ongoing basis. Well, it, and I it, think that gets out there. I think that word of mouth or people like you say, "Hey, let's let's talk a little bit about this." Man, that just opens up so many doors for us. And um, one person can talk to another person, that's, and so on and so forth. That's and how it goes. And you guys, it, it, and it keeps us busy. Yeah, and you guys um, come to the island as well too. So if any of our listeners are interested, maybe has something that they're wondering about in their home residence or place of work, they could always give you guys a call. Now, you had just said a moment ago, Paul, you're booking up uh, way in the future, but that doesn't prevent people from getting in touch with you, right? No way. Yeah, and... I uh, mean, if it's something that they, they're feeling that it's a really negative presence or something that needs to be done fairly yeah. quickly, yeah. we've got people in place in, in Victoria and also in uh, uh, the Comox area that we can say, hey... I can't make it out there, or our group can't make it out there. I need you to help me out on this. And at the end of our website is is some contact emails that they uh, that person can easily get a hold of us. That's great. And remind our listeners here too: the website address is www.vancouversupernatural.ca. That's a real easy one. Thank you, Paul, for joining us, and thank the rest of the guests talking about paranormal activity. Uh, this is the whole home show, and I'm Tony Joe. I'll be here for you this time next week.